Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome back to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. This is Megan Hillica. This is episode number 83, Having a Baby After Loss. Before we dive into today's topic, which is all about pregnancy after loss, I just want to ask you to share this podcast if you have found this helpful for yourself. Share it with other people who can get the help and support from it. Um, Truly, this is why I do this, so that you can feel supported, feel seen, feel heard, and know that you're not alone, and then get the tools to help learn to carry your grief. So if it's been helpful for you, share it with another friend. It really means a lot to me when you share it. So we're going to talk about pregnancy after loss, specifically the fear of having another baby, and what does it mean for your baby who is not here anymore. I have had three babies after Aria died. Um, Breland doesn't really feel like the pregnancy with her really counts because I was doing four weeks with her when Aria died, but I've had two full pregnancies after loss. And I'm currently pregnant. I don't know how many weeks I'll be when this episode comes out because I'm recording it early, maybe like 25 or so, 27. I don't know. But I am pregnant with our seventh child. And I wanted to share about pregnancy after loss and a lot of fears and anxieties and differences that come with it versus a pregnancy without experiencing loss before. I've seen many comments and talked with many women who are terrified of having another baby, which is so normal and common. There are so many unknowns, so many things that you can fear, including forgetting your baby that died. Maybe you could feel like you're trying to replace the baby who died. You fear losing that baby and having to go through this pain again. So many fears. Maybe it feels like other people will think that you know, you're moving on, like you have another baby and just replacing this baby and you're all good. (laughs) Like, uh uh-huh. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So I just wanted to address this fear and these fears, because a lot of times these fears stop people. Fear is a huge emotion that stops us from having something, doing something that we want to do. So it might stop you from having another baby because it's so scary, because it's so unknown, and we don't know what a pregnancy is going to bring. Obviously, we make our own choices in our lives, and you get to do what is best for you. But I would love to offer encouragement for you so that fear is not the deciding factor in you having another baby or not, because with fear brings a lot of regret later on in your life. If fear stops you from having another baby, and you really want another baby, but fear puts up a big wall for you, then you never know what the experience would have been like because you only experienced it in your mind, which is that fear of, you know, how you played it in your mind, which is usually a replay of the past. So 
you're putting what happened in the past again in the future rather than allowing it to be the way that it does happen in real life, which could be different. It could not be different, but it could be different. So I have many directions I could go with this. And maybe I just need to do another episode. I feel like there's so many layers to grief. There's so many layers to pregnancy after loss. There's so many layers to all of it. But first I want to say, um, I just want to get this out in the open, that I do have a different experience than most of you because of my faith and that I believe children are gifts from God. Um, we do not use birth control. And so I didn't have a quote-unquote choice And if I had more kids. I wasn't choosing or not choosing. I was just letting things happen. So I know that many of you do not live this way. And the difference for me is that I didn't let fear stop me because I didn't have a quote-unquote choice because I believed and I do believe it's the right thing for me to do. So I get that if I had had to make a conscious decision about this, it would have been so much harder. And harder when you're trying to picture your future, it's harder to choose to put yourself into this possible pain and navigating all the roller coaster of emotions that might come with it. So what is pregnancy after loss? What it, it's, it's unlike any other pregnancies because you know loss. Once you know loss, you know anything can happen. And that it does happen and that it did happen. It's not just what if. It's real. It really happened to you. Um, I just want to share just a little perspective that I recently realized. I had a miscarriage after my first baby. And I didn't realize until recently how much it affected my pregnancies after that because it just became my normal. It was my miscarriage was not traumatizing for me um, personally. It was not very difficult for me. Um, but my miscarriage affected me in that it became part of every pregnancy. And I had asked a few friends um, recently that, you know, every time they get pregnant, do they wait to miscarry? Because I was like, that's my norm. <laughs> you know, like every time you go to the bathroom, do you check? Do you worry that you're having a miscarriage when you get cramps or something? And I was kind of surprised when they said no. I was like, what? You know, they're like, no, I never once think that I'm going to have a miscarriage. It doesn't even cross their minds. And because I've experienced this, I live this way with my pregnancies. I know that getting pregnant doesn't guarantee a living child. And even after that, our children can die even after, you know, pregnancy ends. And so I'm currently pregnant and I want to share thoughts that I've been thinking about through this pregnancy. Once you know deep loss, you can never have like a quote unquote normal pregnancy again. Just like you will never be your normal self again. It becomes your new normal. It's the way that you experience pregnancy is different than before and then and different than others who have not had a loss like this in their lives. And we tend to judge this as a bad thing. We get angry that we have to have all these emotions and others don't understand. And it's all part of your grief journey. But I've been thinking a lot lately that this is just a part of my journey. Like this is the way I see pregnancy now. And I live with pregnancy and it's okay. And it's when we start to judge it, when we want to fight it that this isn't okay. It's like, well... <laughs> Then we're arguing with reality because this is what it is for you, right? 
And so then we're having this battle in our minds because we don't want it to be this way and yet it is. And for me, having tools to help me walk through it helps me so, so much. And of course, at the very basis of it is believing that God is in control of this pregnancy and the baby and I, I don't have control over it. But we still have our human emotions. We still have our anxieties. We still have many different things that can help us and support us through pregnancy. So number one is understanding that anxiety is normal, okay, and not a problem. So learning to sit with the anxiety you feel and know that nothing has gone wrong. So like, I think when we feel anxious, we feel like we have to do something with it, but you can feel the energy of anxiety in your body and know that this is your brain giving you thoughts and fears and worries that might not be true. So of course you're worried. I want to acknowledge that. And even though the worry isn't going to change the outcome, it's still there. So there's like being okay with it being there and also using tools to support you. Also using tools to kind of lessen the anxiety and doing what you need to do to make things easier for yourself. So for example, having a mantra or saying that you use when you're having anxiety. I love the one that Amanda shared in a way previous episode at the beginning of this podcast um, where she said she told herself over and over and over again that she's pregnant until proven otherwise. Having something like this that you say over and over can be helpful in that you cannot control the outcome of this pregnancy and you just keep taking one step forward, pregnant until proven otherwise, right? So that, I guess that was kind of number two of what I wanted to talk about was having like a mantra or saying or some, you know, thought that you can put in your head that helps you like, like when I have had anxiety or something and just like, okay, the anxiety, the worry isn't going to help change if my baby has died. I can't change anything about it. So I, I don't know, just having a thought that really helps. And actually, I've used this thought that I'm pregnant until proven otherwise has been helpful for me. So number three, there is not a guarantee that everything will go smoothly or good in your pregnancy. But the reward of having another baby is so great. And I love this quote. I will read it. It's on one of my most popular blog posts on my website, meganhillica.com. And so I wanted to share it. It is understood that the beauty of a rainbow does not negate the ravages of any storm. When a rainbow appears, it does not mean the storm never happened or that we are not still dealing with its aftermath. It means that something beautiful and full of light has appeared in the midst of the darkness and clouds. Storm clouds may still hover, but the rainbow provides a counterbalance of color, energy, and hope. And the author is unknown. But this is how I feel about having a baby after loss. I know that there's a lot of different opinions about this because some people don't like the term rainbow baby. Some people don't like their baby that died being equated to a storm. If that's not for you, that's completely fine. That's okay. But I like it and I want to say why. Because to me, it talks about the emotions and that the grief and the loss that you have, that's the storm cloud. Not that my not that Aria is the storm cloud, but the grief and the loss and the pain is the storm. And that just because you have another baby doesn't mean that you stop grieving the one that has died. But 
this new baby, like for me, each baby has brought me so much joy. And yes, pain too, because there's so many reminders. There's so many different layers with grief, obviously, like having another child and then you relive different memories. But it has been so much joy that helps you come out of the deep grief a little bit. Um, I just want to share an own, my own personal story is I was terrified to have another baby after Aria died and having Breland. My main worry was after pregnancy and caring for a newborn that could die in its sleep, obviously, because that's my experience. Aria died in the night. And all I could remember was that I was so exhausted. I was on edge. I was emotionally drained, hanging by a thread. Never slept when Breland was a baby. It was the most difficult time in my life. And I had done a ton of work. I had, <laughs> I had literally, yeah, dove all in and I processed so much. And I felt like I was in a really good place, but I worried that you know, I was going to be triggered and go back right to that place where I was at the beginning. I feared losing my mind again, that when I had begun to feel pretty stable, I was terrified of going backwards. But many times the fears that we have in our minds are not always our reality. When my next child, Winston, was born, I was in a completely different frame of mind. I healed my trauma for the most part. I had done a ton of grief work. And I had more tools to process the pain and the emotions that come. I was more aware of myself, and it was a completely different experience with him than with Breland. I kept noticing how calm I felt. I couldn't believe that I could feel so calm. I didn't use an owlet monitor on him that Breland had worn for 12 months. I didn't get up to check on him constantly many times a night. It was truly night and day difference. And that contrast is the biggest thing I've noticed. That through the work, I did a ton of process what was going inside of me. But it had given me the chance to enjoy my baby in a fairly calm and relaxed way. My point for my last point that I wanted to share with you. That if you want to have more children to do the grave work. Process your emotions. Get help for yourself emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. It will make the whole journey a lot lighter and easier. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean having another baby is going to be easy, but it can get lighter. Quite honestly, I want you to know that pregnancy after loss is different. It comes with more fear and anxiety. Um, just recently, I was pretty anxious if this baby that I'm currently carrying was okay. And I was up for probably an hour in the night trying to get it to move. It's normal and that's okay. It's part of the process. But find tools to support you and surround yourself with people that support you, podcasts that support you, websites that support you, groups that support you, so that this fear doesn't stop you from something that you really want. Whatever you choose or decide, I want you to know that your grief journey is your own and process a layer by layer and hold space for what's going on inside of you. I see you. I, I really, <laughs> I really do. And I'm sending you love and know that you are not alone. If you want more tools to help you, I have a workshop called Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's a workshop that dives into emotions, what they are and how you can begin to process, feel and get them outside of your body instead of stuff stuffing them down.
It also goes specifically into processing sadness and guilt. And you can get access to this workshop and all the things I have in there for only $27. Go to meganhillica.com slash workshop to check it out. And I will chat with you next week, my friends. I am holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it for yourself. Take care. If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about on this podcast and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. That's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com.